Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. What is up, Hacker Nation? Hope you are doing amazing today. And uh, at the taping of this podcast, we are seemingly coming out of COVID, although, you know, we never know if two point COVID 2.0 can hit. But for all of you that are listening that that are maybe struggling or, you know, maybe need some inspiration for someone that works with business owners every single day of their life, I, uh, I see these owners, I see these entrepreneurs, and I know it's tough right now. And my only advice to you is, you know, keep getting creative, reach out to your existing clients, touch base. People want to people want to talk to other people nowadays more than ever. Maybe people that you haven't been able to get a, get a hold of in the past because they were so busy. Now with COVID, um, this is your opportunity to just add value, not necessarily to sell anything to them, but just let them know you're there, add value. And also, this is a time to also get introspective with, with your business, with yourself, and really find your why again, why you started your business and get re-inspired because when this thing 100% turns around and it will, then you have a great, you have a great mindset, you have a great strategy moving forward. And, uh, and I would just say from, from all of us here that are listeners, that are subscribers, from me, you know, continue to do what you're doing, get creative, keep your head up, keep your head up, surround yourself with, with like-minded people like you're about to hear today who are positive, who are doing great things and, uh, and all that fun stuff. So Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Shane Foss. Shane, are you ready to do this? Yes, Scott, I'm ready. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's great. To, it's great to finally have you as well. And in uh, 2017, Shane Foss launched Hooray Health, an unconventional health insurance company dedicated to providing affordable, basic, and urgent health care alternatives to high-deductible health plans. Through Hooray Health, Foss and his team focus on offering peace of mind to lower-income individuals and families who face medical challenges while also providing business owners with an affordable way to reward and retain employees. Partnering with companies like Sidera, Ameritas, and Aflac, they have been able to add critical services and supplemental plans, giving immense value to employers and individuals. Shane, welcome to Success Hackers. Man, it's really great to have you on the show. Well, thanks. I'm excited. Great yeah, to be we're, here. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited to have you. So tell us, you know, I, I briefly went over that, but tell our listeners a little bit more about Hooray Health and, and why you're so passionate about doing what you do. Well, um, a couple of years ago, we uh, we sold a company that we focused on only large self-funded employers, you know, the largest, uh, you know, the top Fortune 100 companies. And, um, and when we sold the company, we, uh, you know, I stayed on for six months and really was looking at, you know, what we wanted to do next. And what we found was this, this big gap that's happening <clears throat> across the United States. And it's, um, it's the hourly workers that, uh, whether they're part-time or full-time, that don't have health benefits, whether they don't get access to them or they just can't afford them. And 
when you look at like state of Texas, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're over 20% uninsured today. And, you know, you look at the financial strength of the state and, uh, you know, it's, it's a problem. And so instead of going where everybody else was going, which is, you know, everybody who can afford health insurance, um, we went the other way. And so we really looked at what the problem was and addressed the problem, which was really affordability. So it was affordability, it was access, and then it was simplicity. You know, uh, you know, whether, whether you, you know, whether you're a CEO of a company or whether you're, you know, you're the, the person that's, you know, at the Taco Bell drive through, Mm -hmm. um, you don't understand health insurance, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and we have people in health insurance that don't understand health insurance. And so, um, you know, it's, we, uh, so we, we really, um, tried to, we went out with the idea of how do we, how do we protect people against the balance bill, which is, you know, a lot of people when, um, when you talk to business owners and they say, Hey, I need you to go home. You're obviously sick. sick. I don't want you to get our, you know, our customers sick or mm-hmm. our other employees. And they look at you and say, I, I can't, I don't have insurance and I can't afford to go to the urgent care. Right. And why is that? It's because in, in healthcare, you'll get a bill and I swear to God, I literally yesterday opened up a bill and I got a $2,000 lab bill, um, from a very big company that I went in with my, uh, primary care and got my, my, you know, I turned 50 and I got my lab work. And um, no, I'll get it discounted down, and it'll probably end up being a hundred bucks, right? Which is ridiculous, two thousand to a hundred bucks. But that's what's wrong with health care yeah. today. Is you know, you go in, and you know, the number one, sixty-six point five percent of all personal bankruptcies stem from medical-related bad debt. Mm-hmm. You know, one in five Americans are sent to um, collections every year for a bill less than six hundred dollars, and so. We um, we needed to address that issue, and so that's what we did. We um, we ended up going out and creating a, a national network of uh, retail clinics and urgent care providers, and it's a twenty five dollar prepay for the member, and then but there's no balance bill. It's all covered uh, with an insurance product, and we work with you know a couple A rated carriers that uh, underwrite the product, and and you know it's it's just a it's a great solution for you know, 90% of what you need in healthcare, which is, hey, I'm sick, or, you know, I, I break my arm, or my kid breaks her arm, and, uh, you know, we take care of the bills, mm. so. That's incredible, yeah, that's incredible. So, I mean, what should Americans be worried most about when it comes to healthcare? There's, like you said, there's a million and one things to deal with. You know, we're very fortunate because my wife has a very good job who, you know, their corporation pays for a really, we have a really nice health plan, but the majority of the people, like you said, don't, and it's confusing, and you get a bill, and then you're like, well, what does it even mean? And then you look to the far right, and it says, well, this is what it's been basically negotiated down to, and it, it's just so confusing, and I think a lot to your point, you know, you don't want to go in to see a doctor or you don't want to, you'd rather sort of quote unquote old school wait it out when you should be going to see a doctor to get a scan or get something done because maybe you can front load whatever it is that you have rather than wait to it to it too long. And I think a lot of people just are, are fearful. They say, well, if we go in, this could break us and I'd rather not go in. I'd rather not even think about it. So what's the, 
you know, we could probably go on for hours talking about this, but, but I mean, what, what should they be looking for? What, what, what's the alternative to that? Well, I think the, um, the alternative is really looking for alternatives in the market. There's, you know, you have, um, you have some of these ministry share programs are called, you know, you've got, um, Sidera, you've got MediShare and there's Liberty and there's a bunch of those, um, very, very inexpensive, but they cover what you need. Okay. Um, you know, you look at Hooray Health for us, you know, we work with large corporations that, um, that are looking for an affordable solution for this population, you know, and so when you look, you know, look for alternatives, you know, the challenge is that healthcare is now to the point where you're spending you know, if you if you got a family and you got a major medical plan, you could be spending up to thirty thousand dollars a year in premium. Thirty thousand dollars a year. I mean, that's that's a new wow. car. I mean, wow. I just bought my daughter her first car for twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. Right. You know, I mean, it's insane. So yeah. literally, you know, the bulk of our wealth and our potential future wealth is going into healthcare that we're not even, you know, we're not even using. Right. Hmm. So. Um, so I think looking at alternatives is really important. Um, and, uh, you know, being an advocate for yourself and not just, you know, not just saying, well, I just don't understand health insurance. I don't, I don't know. You know, you've got to go in and ask the hard questions. And if you're getting care and you don't have insurance, what is the cash price? What am I getting? Right. Does this include everything, you know, get it in writing and you know, it's, um, it's, it's really hard. It's not, there's no easy solution right now. And, yeah, I think uh, that's the hardest part. I think that's the most frustrating part is, is it, it, you know, it seems like back in the day, it seems like it was a lot easier or at least it felt, felt like a lot easier and you weren't having to, you know, fe- be fearful of your bank account. You know, if you go in to see a doctor, the, the doctor that took care of you and your parents and everybody else, he was the local doc. It just seemed like everything is now shifted towards such a big business that, People get fearful around it, and like you said, it takes one shot, one shot for you to or someone in your family to get really hurt or not even really hurt, just semi-hurt, and something happens, and they have to utilize the health care that could put them under that much like you talked about. I want to know, how does the how does your business actually earn income? So we get paid a, uh, um, a little bit of a commission uh, and a admin fee, and that's mm-hmm. how we that's how we make business or that's how we make money. So we, um, we get plans underwritten and we, um, we bundle non-insurance services with our insurance product. And then we have, um, you know, we have 24 seven medical concierge. We have telemedicine at $0 cost, right? Which is a big issue today with, mm-hmm. when you look at telemedicine and, um, uh, COVID, uh, we, we have, 24 seven customer service. We have a mobile app. So we have, we have a bunch of ancillary services that we bundle with insurance. And then of course, you know, our provider network is the only one of its kind, right? So those are, those are the things that we do for, you know, for our clients. And, um, uh, and so, okay. And and is the focus, is the focus you mentioned earlier, is the, is your client a, a midsize or a large firm that then, gives you know you guys are on the list of uh types of healthcare companies that abc company sent you know you work with abc company and they then have three different healthcare options that they're 
their employees can choose from and they choose hooray and then they is that kind of how it works yeah so typically we're the only option okay. so you know when you look at um a, a large a large employer that has 10,000 part-time hourly workers will be the only option on their forum and we have three levels of plans right so you can buy you know our basic plus or a premium plan and then um uh, sometimes we are offered next to major medical with uh, an ACA compliant version of our plan, which is called a, a minimum essential coverage plan. And so uh, we uh, we are we are paired there with uh, you know with uh, a major medical. So an hourly full time can make that choice of because from a compliance standpoint, the um, the employer needs to offer an ACA compliant plan. So okay, uh, yeah. So it's. It's interesting because if you look at the market, the majority of, especially the part-time hourly workers, uh, do not get offered benefits. You know, and you look at the largest retailers in the country, you think, ah, it's probably not that many. It's a ton. And if you look at the 30 million people that are unemployed right now, yeah. that's who's unemployed, right? That's the difference between 2008 and today with COVID is back in 2008, you had all the people that were making, you know, 100 grand a year we're unemployed right now it's everybody right. that's making 15 bucks an hour is unemployed right right so yeah, good point. it's a little different dynamic and so um yeah so that population you know you look at your your weight staff they don't have health benefits they're not unless their spouse has mm -hmm. health benefits and so we're um you know it's interesting with covid there's a, a there's this big um uh, i guess this rise of awareness that these employers are like holy crap i mean we didn't even you know our people don't even have access to telemedicine and what people don't realize is if you if you thought you were sick with covid you didn't go to your doctor they were like get out of our office right, you know right. you don't you, you know retail clinics urgent care they were they were taking your temperature outside saying go home and rest right don't come into my you know don't come in here and so um the only time you were going to a a facility it was really if you're going to the ER where you're you know had trouble breathing if you had you know high risk you're going into the ICU so it was a completely different dynamic so think about it if I if I don't have access to telemedicine how, who am I calling exactly. what am I doing right yeah. I mean it was crazy and so um so I think that for us our opportunity is now we've been you know you know you talk about people not not wanting to pick up the phone before a lot mm. of people are picking up the phone and so you know we're doing really well during this time uh which is great yeah i was just gonna i was just gonna ask how has your business been impacted with the times that we're in now and imagine there's like you said there's new awarenesses there's new opportunities there's companies like yourself that you know are probably differentiating themselves from the competition and now is probably a good time to at least at least have a conversation with some people i would imagine yeah, absolutely. I, we're doing really well. We, um, you know, we already had national national employers, and um, you know, we worked with them during the COVID, during the shutoff, uh, and uh, we, um, you know, we delayed premiums for sixty days, and mm. you know, we worked with them, and um, you know, and I, I think the bottom line is if you're taking care of uh, your clients. You know they're going to take care of you in the end, and, and uh, you know we haven't lost anybody. We just, you know, we took care of everybody, and you know, look, it's uh, unprecedented times, right? And so, yeah. 
as we're going through this now, we're getting a lot of people that are um, uh, referring us. We get a lot of people that are picking up the phone and saying, yes, we need to, you know, we need to meet. And so um, it's been really good. It's been really good. So anybody that's tonight. listening right now, it's it's not like you take individuals like off the quote unquote off the street or just random. It's it's, it's company based, right? Yeah, it's company based. Okay. You know, the, yeah, we um we really did. We looked at individual, and we still may go into individual, but individual is a completely different market. It's really um, it's really challenging. You know, if you think about how I've got a market to the state of Texas, and hopefully I'll get you know ten thousand, twenty thousand people over the course of a year. Well, you know, I can get that with one company, right? And um. And so when you're in your infancy in your organization, I mean, even though we've been around almost four years, I mean, we're still young and, uh, that's that, that revenue, you know, do you market to an individual? And then the other thing is the individuals, they buy the plan when they need it. Right. Exactly. And then they use it. So then it drives the cost of the plans up and, you know, it's just, it's, it's challenging. Totally different business so, model. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like a, it's a completely, yeah, completely different business model. Do you ever see uh, a future with some sort of a single payer system where people actually obtain a plan that they want? Yeah. I, I, I think, um, the single payer system's a pipe dream. And, uh, the reality is if you, um, you know, I grew up in Northern Minnesota and, uh, our largest, uh, our largest business outside of manufacturing was, uh, the travel healthcare industry from, from Canada. Hmm. Uh, Canada has a two payer system. England has a two payer system. Everybody has a two payer system. If you have an, if you're a top employer, you offer ancillary health insurance, uh, to your, to your employees from a competitive advantage standpoint. And the reality is with, you know, in America, we already have, uh, you know, that, that system in the sense that you've got Medicare for your, uh, you know, for your retirees to 65 and over. You've also got, you know, Medicaid, which is, um, you know, you're taking care of the really the indigent children. Right. And then, um, but you know, in between, if you need care, um, you can go to an ER and get care. Yes. You're going to get a bill and you're going to get sent to collections, but the reality is you're going to get care. Nobody's, you know, sending you away. And I think there's other things that, um, you know, I think people focus on the single, single payer system. And I don't know about you, but I've never seen the government run anything effectively. So why on earth <laughs> right. all of a sudden they're yeah. going to become effective at a single payer system? I have right. no idea why people would kid themselves with that. But yeah. um, I think instead what I would rather do is create the system that works for everybody and we can get back to where the premiums are now, you know, affordable. Because if you look at since Obamacare, um, you know, they really, you know, the hospital, hospital costs have gone up, what, 3000%. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, why, why are we paying so much more now than we did in the past? And it, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and there's no correlation between cost and quality and, until we, you know, until we make some changes and really put put some um, put some tough laws in place that really manage the the cost, um, you know, it, it's going to be really it, it's going to be a rough go. And you know, and we're at a tipping point. Make yeah, no, for sure. I mean, look, I have not had major medical now for what four years. 
I've, I've been on one of the medical cost share plans along with our, our plan. And, um, I'm not, I'm not spending $30,000 plus a year on premiums that I'm not going to get anything back on. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, it, it doesn't financially, it does not make any sense. And so, um, I, I just, you know, you're going to get more and more people, uh, that are just like, look, I, can I afford a house, right? My car to get kids to work college, yeah, or kids college, yeah. You know, I mean, or am I going to pay for health insurance? And it's just so. What happens is it's just it's a vicious cycle that exactly. creates. It, it keeps going higher and higher because the only people that are going on now are the ultra sick, mm-hmm. right? It's just it's crazy. And so, I think at the end of the day, unfortunately, in our country, like everything else, number one, it's a money grab. You know, you talked about yeah. the cost. Three thousand percent higher, or a three thousand percent increase. Well, to your point, it's not like you're getting better quality. Um, nothing really, for the most part, has changed other than maybe the technology. But even so, at the end of the day, it's a money grab. We're trillions of right. dollars in debt. Where is the money going to come from? The healthcare, there's money to be siphoned from. To me, yep. to me, it's just uh, like you said. It's this. It's this. This never-ending loop. And I, frankly, I, I don't know. I think the only way it's going to actually absolve itself is that one day someone, and it's not going to be easy because we're already experiencing that in, you know, in our in our country's capital or in our nation's capital. Um, I, I just think someone's going to have something's going to have to be done radically different, and I just don't I don't know how that that's going to happen. I think that there's just too much money floating around for yeah. people to say, you know what. Yeah, you're right. That's the moral thing to do. That's the right thing to do. But damn it, I make a pretty amazing living doing it this other way. Yeah. Well, the the um, the issue really is that technology actually drives cost down. Mm-hmm. If you look at any other any other space, you know, uh, any other business besides healthcare. Um, Technology actually drives productivity up, which drive which drives costs down. Healthcare is the exact opposite, and so until we, you know, really get serious about it, um, yeah, it's yeah. you know, and you're right. You've, the incumbents are strong. They're, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they are strong, and uh, and they, you know, the lobbyists, whether you know the hospitals, the insurance companies. I mean, it, it's. Um, they're going to make sure that the status quo is is staying the same. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I want to shift gears. I want to. I want to. Uh, I want you to get vulnerable with us for a minute. Can you do that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I believe all high performers and successful individuals maybe look at failure a little bit differently than most people. They use failure as feedback and course correction. So take us to a time, Shane, when you failed. In any of your businesses, and maybe wanted to give up, but you actually stayed the course and used that one failure as fuel for your success fire. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny you say that because actually I have one post-it on my on my uh, monitors, and it, it says, "I never lose. I either win or learn." Yeah, that's great. Right. Yeah. Um, so, well, here I'll, I'll give you an example with with Hooray. We. Um, uh, when I first started the business, I didn't, I, I wasn't from the insurance space. And so I needed somebody that had the insurance connections and the knowledge for us to, you know, create the product. And, uh, he came in and he was trying to, 
he was trying to, uh, you know, push me around a little bit and trying to get me to give up more of my, my steak and, you know, all these different things. And then finally he just said, you know what? I, I can't sell the product. You know, once you, I'll just buy it from you and be nice and, you know, whatever. And so, um, you know, it was really stressful cause I had spent a lot of time on it. I had done a lot of work on it. I had made a lot of progress and, um, the feedback we were getting was fantastic. And so, um, <clears throat> I kind of turned it around on him and, uh, you know, we had a push pull clause in our contract and, um, you know, he pushed me while well, I pulled and I bought it. Hmm. And so, um, you know, then my wife and I sat down and I had a pretty, pretty nice, uh, lucrative job offer on the table as a senior executive in a, in a company that, um, you know, it was kind of my, my past and, mm -hmm. um, really, really reflected and said, all right, this is what we're going to do. And so I took that, that, uh, you know, that, that gentleman, you know, told me I'd never make it. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be bankrupt. We're going to blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, just decided put both feet in and went forward. And here we are, you know, almost, uh, well from that day, probably three years ago. And, uh, and we're, you know, we're doing really well and we've, uh, you know, we've, we've had the impact that we've wanted, but, um, you know, life doesn't work. You know, life is not like the movies, right? I mean, it's people are weird. I mean, we've had multiple. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, people. We've had multiple things happen over, you know, recently even where it doesn't make any sense. You know, we're we're very um, we're very open. It's just kind of my. That's how our culture is here. That's how I've always been. Is man, if you've got an issue, you pick up the phone, you call them, and hey, what's going on? Yeah. Can I, you know, because there's always two sides to every yeah, story. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and you don't get that a lot, believe it or not. You know, you get people that just, we're out, goodbye. You know, and, and it's just, it's this uh, cancellation, cancellation, uh, you know, culture that we've created over the, <laughs> over the last, yeah. you know, 10 years. And so, um, yeah, so, you know, you just, you got to take the, uh, you take the good and the bad. I always look, uh, I always look at people in a positive, try to, you know, give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And, uh, you know, and you just keep pushing forward and just have confidence in yourself, but understand that shit's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and Hacker Nation, I want you to really take what Shane's sharing. And, uh, you know, he went through that pretty quickly, but I would imagine there there was a lot of a lot of self-reflection moments in that period where you could have stayed with the job, you could have been paying a lot of money. He had someone coming along and say, I want to just buy, basically buy you out because, you know, I'm the 800 pound gorilla. Get out of here. Let me just take over mentality. And, and you, you know, you have this intestinal fortitude to continue to, to strive forward. And, and here we are a few years into the business and things are obviously there's, you know, there's some ups and downs I'd imagine like any other business owner has, yeah. but, but when you went through that moment, that decision, um, I would imagine that there was a little bit of a chip on your shoulder when this guy thought I can just kind of push you around and you probably use that you know, daily, I would imagine as you, as you grow your business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I think that, um, the, the biggest motivator for me is always when somebody tells you that doesn't make sense, you can't do that. Right. And, uh, and then that's, that's going to drive me. I mean, we, I had, you know, one of my really close friends that, um, uh, you know, I pitched him hooray first. He's the first one I ever pitched him. And he looked at me like I had three heads mm. and, um, you know, and I just, and, and 
how I look at it is I'm just not doing a good enough job explaining it apparently. Right. So right, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to look at it. It's gonna work, darn yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I love the positivity. Well, as you know, our Hacker Nation listeners listen to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help grow themselves in their business. You've already given us some great nuggets and what you guys have been up against, etc. But um, we now shine the success sp- the the uh, we now shine the success hack spotlight on you, Shane. So, what's maybe one success hack that you can share with our listeners, whether it was in the moments you shared or, or some kind of a business strategy or well, it could be mindset, it could be an actual tactical strategy, anything that you once one success has that you can leave with our listeners. Yeah. I think that as an entrepreneur, uh, whether it's an entrepreneur or you're, you know, with a large corporation building products. And I think, um, the, uh, the biggest, the biggest, uh, thing that's driven me, um, is, Love the problem, not the product, hmm. and or not the solution. Uh, you're you're going to have to evolve continually as you um, uh, as you build your product. You know you're going to get feedback, and some people just they fall in love with their solution or their product, and they just don't take the feedback, and then they ended up, you know, they could have they could have gone left instead of right, right, and it would have been a home run. But, um, you know, we're on a razor's edge as an entrepreneur all the time. You know, yeah. you've got one one vendor that, you know, fires you, you know, you got to figure something else out or you're, you know, I mean, you just, you know, money, you know, money in the bank, you know, you're one, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's crazy. But I think, you know, if I look at the foundation of where, you know, we've been very successful and the feedback that we get from our clients is you know, we address the solution and it's because we love the problem. Yeah. I love uh, that. Or, excuse me. We address the problem yeah. because we love the problem. Right. And, uh, we take feedback on the solution and, and, you know, what's funny is we, um, you know, you look at where we started and we're, you know, we're maybe 25% different than where we started. Right. Mm-hmm. Not much, but those little tweaks have made a, a night and day difference in the acceptance of our product. And, um, and as long as, you know, you stay true to what, you know, why you started the business, which is to, you know, addressing this problem, um, then, uh, you know, everything, everything else will fall in place. But, uh, you know, you, you have to have the fortitude and the, Mm. uh, the consistency to say, you know, we are changing and, um, and it's not always easy because there's a lot of work into change, right? And yeah. so it's easy to, you know, look at everybody else's faults as opposed to your product. Yeah, to, yeah, to dig in and make changes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Shane, we are now entering the randomness round. But before we do, let's take one quick moment to learn something brand new. Hacker Nation, I just released my second book. It hit bestseller status in less than seven days. Needless to say, I'm pretty fired up. This book is literally a step-by-step roadmap to help any small business owner hit seven figures or multiple seven figures. Well, just like an architect needs a set of blueprints to build a house, entrepreneurs and business owners need their own blueprint on exactly how to build a successful business. Whether you're brand new in business or you've been around for 10 plus years, you're going to want to grab this free download of my book. Simply go to blueprintplaybook.com. That's blueprintplaybook.com to grab your free copy. Okay, Shane, we are back and about to enter the randomness round. The randomness round is sort of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. So 
Whatever's the first answer comes to mind, just let it rip. So Shane, are you ready for the randomness round? Yes, sir, I am. Best advice you've ever received? Be nice to everybody. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? First 15 minutes of my day focused on myself, just Mm -hmm. reading, catching up, just nobody else. You now own a time machine. I want you to go back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self give your 25-year-old self? Don't change a thing. What's one trait that you have that has contributed to your success? Stubbornness and confidence. (laughs) All right. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? (laughs) I have no talent. (laughs) I I, I literally, I'm athletic, but... I have no no hidden talent. I don't play the guitar. I don't do anything else. I, I, you can't blow like I'm, big bubbles or you're not a good poker I player. I can't or, sing. I can't blow big – I can't whistle. I don't have any – How about roller hidden, skates? Are you a good roller skater? Do you climb walls? Do you, you – I, I can't I can't roller skate. I can't – I'm trying to think of what what a – what a good good talent would be I, maybe you're a good artist maybe you draw cartoons very well maybe you're a bit you know um uh, maybe you do voice impressions um you know i've got a face for radio yeah that's a talent <laughs> <laughs> no no hidden talents i'm telling you i I'm, I'm i'm about as manila as they get okay no problem at all so what's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business. Blue Ocean Strategy, best book, best. It's uh, it gets you to look at things differently. Everybody else is fighting in the red ocean. How do you get your product in the blue ocean where nobody else is? If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our hacker nation, what would that be? Yeah, Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. The that that's. That's the way to go. Very, very specific. You're able to identify exactly who your potential cl- uh, client is, and you can use, you know, every every type, every form of media, you know, whether it's video, whether it's images, you know, I, I think it's just the most effective tool. Fantastic. Well, Shane, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing these incredible success strategies with our Hacker Nation community. Where can our listeners find out more about you or your business? Yeah, so uh, www.hooray.healthcare.com. And then, of course, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I always love connecting with uh, other entrepreneurs and, uh, and getting to know other people. Yeah, so, so check him out on his website. Also go to LinkedIn, Shane, S-H-A-N-E, Foss, F-O-S-S. Obviously a great guy, a lot of passion for what he's doing and helping the, helping the world uh, become a better place through, through affordable health care. So Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Shane along with some other really cool resources we have on the site. We're in here on the site. Don't forget to click subscribe so you don't miss any of these newest episodes. Oh, and remember, 
If you want a free copy of my newest book, The Blueprint, Business Owner Playbook for Explosive Growth, make sure to go to blueprintplaybook.com. That's blueprintplaybook.com. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.